going to be raw. There you go. There you go. I didn't even realize what I had on until I just saw myself in there. I'm like, wow, this whole shirt is crooked. What's going on, Deli? What is going on? The Matrix is in the house. Let's blame Deli. Let's start off right. Welcome, everyone. I'm glad you're here with me today. So today we're going to discuss some modern women who are lying. Shocking, I know. They're lying about wanting attention from men. They're claiming that men aren't good enough for the women they want. I'm also going to be reacting to feminists who say they behave the same way when they're in a relationship as they do when they're not. Kind of an odd decision, wouldn't you say? I would say. We're going to react to viral TikTok videos on feminism, misogyny, and marriage. Someone's saying, women are the prize. Are women the prize? Doesn't that depend on what women we're talking about? I thought so. And we also have the matrix. Guess what? Your food is toxic and your clothes are toxic. Are they? Or am I just kidding? We're going to find out. All right. Today's show is brought to you. We have a very special sponsor today, and that sponsor is Aura. I love Aura. I use their services. I found them to be extraordinarily helpful in keeping my finances, my identity, all of that stuff safe and protected. I have had my credit card stolen in the past. It was not fun. It gets a little scary. All of a sudden, you're like, who has it? How do they get my number? You start seeing the charges build up. I have had uh, friends who've had their identity stolen, and it has turned their lives into complete and total upheaval for days, sometimes weeks, sometimes months. This is not something that you want to have happen to you. I was very excited to um, speak with Aura and to get to partner with them. Aura protects you from scammers and hackers by scanning the dark web. You know it exists. You know it's dirty. You know it's dark. Where criminals sell stolen information. That is going on. That is a reality. They're looking for your emails and your passwords and your social security numbers. Aura is going to let you know if that's happening. It's going to send an alert very quickly if it finds anything. Anything looks suspicious. They're going to let you know so you're going to be able to get ahead of all this and you're not going to wind up in a big old pile of quicksand sinking into some massive identity theft nightmare. Or it gives you real-time alerts on suspicious credit inquiries, like if someone was opening a loan or a credit card in your name, you're going to know about it. Their VPN allows you to stay anonymous online. We all know that that's what we want, right? We want our privacy to be protected. Or it helps you to do that by keeping your browsing history and your personal information safe and encrypted. They protect your devices from viruses, from spyware, all that stuff so the bad guys can't break in. And they even help you to manage what your kids can do on their devices. If you have kids, you're worried about what they're doing, which I, I have a child. I'm always, he doesn't have an iPad, but I'm always thinking in the future, like, oh my gosh, what, how am I going to manage all this? Aura is here to help. You can restrict specific apps. You can set screen time limits. You can even set focus times to ensure your child is doing their homework instead of doing heaven knows what on all of those other places. You know, you know the fear. Don't be afraid, be empowered and partner with great places like Aura. Their password manager lets you store and access your online password securely and conveniently. Let Aura do the work, right? You have a lot to worry about. You're working two jobs, you're working three jobs. You don't need to be worrying about this. Work with a company that's going to help you out. If you sign up right now, 
today. Aura is going to give you a two-week free trial with my link. You can do, uh, it's aura.com backslash Jedediah. You can also look into the description if you want to just click directly on that. You can see it right there in the description for you. And I want you to go and figure out how many times do your passwords appear on the dark web? All of those passwords that you think are safe, that you think you don't have to worry about. Maybe they link to bank accounts. Maybe they link to your credit card. I don't know what they link to, but you do. You want them to be safe and protected. Are they? So Aura is going to, in this two-week trial, is going to scan the dark web and see are your passwords actually safe. This is important information. I am so glad that I signed up with them. It's been really, really good um, and reassuring. They send me alerts to my phone letting me know if some purchase gets made over the price limit that I set. They want to make sure that it's me. It's just been a very reassuring thing in a very challenging time that we live in today. Make sure that your finances, make sure that your security, make sure that your family is protected with Aura. Go ahead, get your two-week free trial. And by the way, in the comments, let me know how many times your passwords were found on the dark web. I'm only cur- I'm always curious how it compares to mine. I think I found mine like 30 plus times. A friend had like a crazy number show up, like 60 plus times. I was like, what? First of all, how many passwords do you have? Secondly, how is that even possible? Regardless, go find out the information. Information is always power. Oh, look at it. El Chino is here. Hey, Jed, have you heard the soundbite that Rolo made? Nasty. No, I did not. Did he make a soundbite of my voice? He needs to alert me to that if he did that. Rolo, if you're here, you better let me know what you did. Anyway, let's just start off the show, right? Nasty. You know, nasty, nasty. All right, let's get started. We've got some fresh and fit rolling out first. Del, you got that first clip, 3436. Let's go. If I'm single, I yeah. post like picture of myself. It's yeah. not for men. It's for me. I like, oh, really? Yeah. I like my profile to be like, <laughs> I like... If it's for you, then why do you got to put it on the internet? Why yeah. not just keep it in your full camera roll and look at it? Yeah, keep it in so your phone. So when you post on Instagram, you're like, oh, I'm going to make, like, I'm going to get a woman. That's Me? It. Yeah. Yeah. That's you the know, difference. I'm like, honest about it. You know, like, I don't really, I don't even respond to DMs. That's fine, but you still like the attention. Bruh. Really? I mean, we all like the attention, but okay. I don't really do it for men. Um, you do it for the attention from men, which is the problem. <laughs> no, it's not about that. You I take mean, pictures for yourself? Yeah. You put I makeup do. on for yourself? Yeah. You do your hair for yourself? Yeah, because I wear heels look for yourself? Good. I swear, I'm not going to like have a good day if I look ugly. If And it's all about me. I don't care what they're okay. going to think. If you do it for yourself. Okay. You- so they, why, do you, why do you lie, honey? Honey, why do you lie? Why do you lie? And I don't know. There's like a chip in our brains as females where we immediately say, somebody, when we're challenged, we say, oh, I do it for myself. I dress up for myself. I put the makeup on. But if you really think about it, you're like, I don't do that, right? When I'm sitting at home and hanging out and no one's there and I'm, you know, in my sweatpants, I'm not rushing to put that makeup on, get my hair curled, do any of that. I'm not, right? So there is a difference between how you dress and how, and pretty much for everyone, let's be honest, and how you do all that stuff when you're home and when you're facing the outside world, right? If I showed up literally out of bed, you would be like, Jed, what's going on there? What's happening? You know? You know, there's just a difference, right? How we present ourselves to the outside world. The problem is like someone like Myron just admitted it, right? He was like, yeah, I, I do. I, I, I do do it to get attention, right? We all do it to get attention. Yeah, sure. I'm being honest. You're not. So this refusal to admit that there is a desire and a passion and an interest in male validation is just bizarre to me. Why, why not just admit it? Well, I'll tell you why, because she has a boyfriend, right? She has a boyfriend. Oh, yes, she does. 
says she has a boyfriend, so she's afraid to say, I do it for attention, because then the next question is going to be, well, whose attention are you trying to get if you already got a man, honey? Mm, doing something shady, nasty out there, trying to get some guys all up in the DM. She says, well, I don't respond to the DMs. You read them, though, don't you, honey? You read them and you get a little ego boost and you walk around feeling extra sexy that day because, you know, you put a post up, you got all the likes, you see all the hearts, you see all the comments. Come on. That's why you're doing it or you wouldn't put it up in a public domain. Just be honest. Honesty is the best policy because guess what? We can see what you're doing anyway. And now you just look sad because you won't acknowledge it and won't admit it. Sad. Sad little modern woman. Ooh, sad. All right, let's go to number two. Uh, oh, this is the best. Take a listen. Like, he saw me on the social media. He liked my picture. He liked the way I was. And he chose no, me for that. But then and were, why he's going to change me. But remember, right. back then you were single. No. Remember you said you were single posting because you were single. Now you're with a guy. How do you change it? She said that she didn't post for attention. Do, yeah, and I don't do things you, like... You believe that? Come on. I mean, that's what she said. I'm going to take her word for it. <laughs> <laughs> and when you have a man, like, I'm still human. I'm still me. Like, why am I going to change for a man? He's my man. He's just a plus in my life. No, but remember, yes. right? When you're single, do whatever you want. When you're with somebody... I do whatever I want. And that, he, that's why you're single. Oh, cool. That's, that's why, why you're single. That's why you're single right there. Single, like, yeah, this is why I'm trying, like, ladies, single. Do you not understand that if you get with a man, right? There's rules and boundaries that you have to stick to to stay in the relationship. No. There's, ter there's terms. Okay. Yeah. Recreational use only. Recreational use only is all I'm going to say because this girl would be such an enormous, gigantic, annoying headache. Why do you want a woman who's going to act like this? That, oh, and I'm not with a man, I'm going to act the exact same way as when I do have a man? Does that make any sense to you? There's no respect being shown to the guy in her life? I mean, this is, what an embarrassment to this guy, by the way, if he's sitting at home. If he's sitting at home and he's watching all this unfold and he's like, wow. People who know that they're together and she's talking like, oh, I do whatever I want when I'm when I don't have a man and I do whatever I want when I do have a man. Well, then why are you with somebody if you're going to be disrespectful? Just go out and be single and do whatever you want to do and get the attention from all the men. Why do you why, why do you have a man at all? Well, I'll tell you why, because you want the security of having that guy sitting at home. In the meantime, you're being disrespectful and you have all your options open 24 hours a day, knowing full well the second you have a fight with that guy sitting at home, you're going to have all of these DMs to reference this guy going to want to hook up with you. This guy's going to want to hook up with you. This one's going to make you feel better about that little fight you have with your boyfriend. Oh, baby, I would never do that to you. Oh, baby, this uh, you know what you're looking for. You're looking for constant attention, constant validation and a place that always feels to you like you're getting peak attention, right? So if that guy has a fight with you and he ignores you for a few hours, you got somewhere to go to get your fix. So be honest about it. But that is so horribly disrespectful. If you can't figure out that you shouldn't be acting single and acting like you're looking for love and looking for attention and looking for sex and looking for something, when you have a guy already, there's something wrong with you, honey. This is what we call a broken woman. What is wrong with you? That guy should leave you. Guys should leave women like this because what, there's no what are you getting out of it ultimately? That's not loyalty. That's not commitment. She doesn't care about you. She hasn't changed her life at all. If you walk into some woman's life and she doesn't change her life at all and her single mojo is intact, she doesn't care about you. So just take the memo. I don't care what she looks like. I don't care if she's a 12 out of 10. It's not worth the headache because you're never, ever, ever going to be enough to make her want to change her behavior, to be respectful of your situation. That's a nightmare. That will be a constant and persistent nightmare for you. All right, let's take a look at, oh, this is the best, 4135.
whatever you want. When you're with somebody. Understand? It's just that okay, he's gonna have me. I'm gonna be his girlfriend. All right. But the other guy, they can look at my photos. Or they cannot touch me. So like they they like maybe they will want to fuck me. Okay. Mm -hmm. But they cannot do it. So like okay, just I want a man that says. Look at my girl, like, okay, she's pretty, you want to fuck her, but I have her. Like, that's... This is why confident. so many girls can't maintain a guy long-term a lot of the times. What you no. ladies don't understand is that when you put sexy pictures of yourself all over the internet, that is the same as me as a man going and talking to a bunch of girls and having sex with them. Okay, it's pause that for a second. So it's a little bit different if you're actually, Myron, having sex with other girls but it is the same as you going and talking to them it is the same as you doing outreach 100 percent. it is the same and girls don't realize this because they see it as well i'm not doing anything i'm just i just exist i just put up the picture i'm not engaging them that is you engaging them because in the world that we live in men approach women women like to be approached women want men to show that effort right so you, they don't want to be the one sliding into your dms they want you to be the one sliding into their dms so that picture acts as an invitation Women post a sexy picture. That's an invite saying to you, either I'm with a man that I don't respect, so you may very well take me away from him because it's not a situation grounded in anything real. Or two, I'm single and I'm here for the taking. Come talk to me. So you're not just putting that up just for, for fun. You're putting that up because you want all of that stuff to choose from so that if your situation ever feels like something you don't want, you've got all this going on that you can pull from. Come on, you want options. You are setting up a life where you consistently have options and that men are constantly there just groveling at your feet based off some fo photo that's probably, let's be real, doctored. Either it's photoshopped, it's filtered. You took seven hours to take one picture where your butt's sticking out just right. Let's be real. We all know the game. Game, right you're just playing the game so just be honest about it just be honest about it she can't be honest about it because then the guy sitting at home would leave her and then she don't want that because she also wants the stability of him existing while she's doing all this nasty stuff out there unbelievable uh fishing for validation i wrote on my little note 110 percent. sometimes i write like one line of a little note interesting omega Rosatsu is here two bucks it is self-aggrandizement so yes it is for self of course aggrandizement of course it's for self of course of course what these women are doing it's unbelievable <sighs> can you imagine thinking that people are posting sexy pictures left and right just for themselves not looking for attention you imagine throwing that talking point out there and just not even taking a minute to self-reflect about what you've said to say well wait a minute if i was doing it for myself why would i be i mean just take a minute and think for a second i mean is this something broken upstairs in a lot of these young women i don't understand I just don't understand. All right. Modern Women says most men aren't good enough for the women they want. I think this is King Riches. Let's go to number three. This whole idea that, like, they're not able to date, they're not able to find anyone, I feel like that's not true. That is false. It's not that they can't find anyone. It's that they can't find the women that they want because there are women out there mm. that are looking for men, but you mm. don't want them women. Mm. You want the other women mm. but those women you're sorry to say you're you're not good enough for them really you're just not <laughs> would you say that you would you say that the average woman out there probably thinks she's too good for the average man out there no because remember average no, is gonna i've be got the, friends who are the in their late 30s what you have because the majority of people are going to be average whether it's men or women so if you're saying that oh, these average men can get women. Remember, there's more women than there are men as well. 
Okay. So think about it okay. like this way. Yeah. So let's the, the, assume here that let's assume here that average would date average, right? In an ideal world, you'd have an average woman and an average man that would be kind of checking each other out. That's not what's happening. That's not what's happening. Average women now view themselves as 10 out of 10. They have a diluted perception because they get so much attention online. They have so many people sliding into their DMs. They're being told, say you're a 10, right? Oh, believe you're a 10. Believe even if you're like a, a four, honestly, sometimes from what I see. Say you're a 10. So they're, they're diluted, right? So those average women are not looking for average men. Those average women are thinking in their mind they're not average, and now they're looking for way, way, way above average men. So those fives are looking at nines. Those fours are looking at eights. Those threes are looking at sixes or sevens. That is just what's happening. And also women, you know, go out in costumes sometimes, I call it. Makeup, the hair extensions, the fake lashes, the self-tanner, the high heels, the clothes. You, I mean, you, sometimes these women take off all that and you're like, who the hell? Who is that? Is that her like sister? Is that what is going on? Is that the same person? Are they related? Or what? what, what? You know, the guys like, wait, I always say roll up, you know, stay with a girl do the hanky-panky, and then you roll over in bed the next day, and you go, ooh, because there's always that, right? Mm, somebody was in costume the night before. So they get away with that. A four can become a seven. Uh, you know, a three can become a five. It happens, right? With all, it's a, it's, think about it. Lashes, makeup, under-eye concealer. Forget about the Botox and the filler that's been injected, but the hair extensions, the whole thing becomes like, who is this person? Guys can't do all that. You know, what does a guy do to get ready most of the time? They get a good haircut. You know, if they have hair, they cut it. They put on a nice outfit. They take a shower and they go. It's not like all this, although now we see men are supposed to wear makeup, I was told. Imagine where the world we live in today. But regardless, most of the time they're doing, they, they look that, you know, the way that they look when they go out is the way they look when they come out of the shower is the way they're going to look the next. But that's just where they are. Maybe a five can, can move up a little bit to maybe like a 5.5, right? Puts on a nice outfit. I'm not saying you can't upgrade your look, but it's not the same type of costume. So you got all these women that are just, they're reaching too high because it's not realistic. So this whole line that she's saying, oh, most men aren't good enough. First of all, what are you bringing to the table? Are you bringing to the table stuff guys don't care about? Are you feminine? Are you traditional in any way? Are you what, what do you bring to the table? Self-reflect. I can't answer that question for you. And secondly, do you have an honest self-perception of what you look and act like? Like I would be curious how that woman rates herself. I'm not saying she's unattractive, but I'm saying what is is your perception of yourself accurate? And as a result, are you actually looking at guys that are appropriately in your you know sphere when it comes to rating? Or are you reaching up here, which is why all these average guys don't have anyone because you're rejecting them all. You feel entitled to do so. By the way, the catch here is that a lot of these women are also alone and depressed and anxious. And it's not just guys. Women have an easier time getting hookups. Yes, but how many videos do we show of women who are unmarried, who are aging, who are freaking out, who are depressed, who are... There's a lot of lonely women out there who ultimately aren't finding their matches because they're focused on the things that guys don't care about. You know, they've got their head buried in some high-powered career. In the meantime, they've hardened themselves. They've lost their femininity. They're focused on all the things that guys don't care about. And in the process, they have a, a delusion about what they look like. And like, oh, I'm 39 and I have a child from another man. And, you know, I had a promiscuous past. I got everything out of my system and I'm a 10. Honey, honey, come back to reality. Come on. Just join us in the land of reality for a change. 
Man. All right. Are women the prize? Audience. Are women the prize? I would love to know your opinion. Put it in the chat. Let me let me hear your thoughts about whether women are the prize. My response to that would be sometimes. Depends on the woman. All right. Let's go to number four and let's listen to this feisty assessment by that same girl you just heard in number three. Let's go. Bro, it they is think not they're that better they think than the guys better. are on their level. No, women... And they don't... And because... Why? Because the world is smaller, because the internet, because DMs and these... Uh, they could just post a picture in their bathroom, turned around, and then they're going to have thirsty guys in their comments making them believe that there's something that they're not. That's true. That's yes, true. That, that's is, that, that is, is one thing. That's what it is. That is one thing. But also, the reason why women... You're saying that a lot of women think that they are better than men. It's not that. It's that women have this mentality that we are the prize and actually we are the prize we are the prize and everybody knows that no you guys can sit here and laugh but it's true it's true you are going out listen as as men as men it is your job to impress right cool 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 okay you go out and hunt so you see how she asserts we are the prize universally by the way women in general universally are the prize so what women is she talking about all women is this like all women are tens who are you talking about? Are you talking about yourself? Are you talking about the girl next to you? Are you talking about the girl who has self-respect for her body and goes through life and, you know, makes smart decisions and comes from a good family? Are you putting her in the same category as being the prize as somebody who's sleeping around, got an OnlyFans, all half naked, disgusting, nasty stuff? Because those two people are not on the same level when it comes to their desirability or their place in the sexual marketplace, right? They're not, they're just not in the same tier even in terms of desirability to a guy who has options so who are you talking about I love this like oh all women this all women that all women are not the prize all women are not the prize some women are a wonderful prize right I hate that word prize though it's like you've oh look I went to the I went to the state fair and I won a prize such a stupid term anyway but yes are some women incredibly valuable and can bring like a whole boatload of enhancements to your life and love and will nurture the family and yes Yes. Is it a beautiful thing to have an incredible woman in your life? Yes. Is it a nightmare to have a, a headache of a woman in your life? Yes. A woman who's going to nag all the time, who's going to be bossy, who's going to want to be, you know, in charge when it's convenient and have you be in charge when she wants something paid for or something taken care of that she doesn't want to do and she wants those roles to flip at her whim. Is that fun? No, that's a nightmare. That's an absolute nightmare. I can tell that this girl would be a nightmare because you see that all women are a pride. You could see like the, the whole stature with which she carries herself. And I know, listen, I understand I'm sitting here in front of a mic right now and I'm talking and I can be very big here. And it's very funny. I always say this. Everyone who knows me in my life is like, you're so quiet in real life. It's really true. I literally get up at the end of the show, Deli can attest to this, and I walk out and I'm like, what clips did you like, guys? And they're like, what happened? It's like, this is, this is, I'm on air. I'm talking to you in the camera, in the mic. It's a different thing. These women are like this, though, all the time because I know women like this and you know women like this and you know houses like this. You ever go to a house where like the woman embarrasses the man in front of people? 
you go and it's like, oh, my husband is so stupid. He could never do anything right. God, honey, did you take out the trash? No, I guess I'll do it. And there's a whole room full of people. Honey, are you eating another cupcake with that belly? In the meantime, she's sitting with three three bellies deep, you know, hunched over. You eating another cupcake? Oh, you're getting a belly. And the food's going down real smooth for her. But you can't say anything because if that guy turned around and said, what about you with that belly? She'd be like, how did you hear what he said? You know, it would be that. You know the houses. You know it's happening more and more. You know it. You know the guys who are afraid to exist in their own homes because they got to walk on eggshells around some tyrant queen that, you know, if you upset her, the whole day is ruined for everyone. You know this, and you know it's happening more and more frequently. So let's not pretend. So somebody out there, be, women are the prize. That would like be me saying, like, oh, all men are this. Or, what a dumb... The dumb hurts. Deli, doesn't the dumb hurt? Hurts me every day. <laughs> in different ways, Deli, in different <laughs> ways. I gifted Deli an air purifier, by the way, so he's feeling feisty today is all I'm going to say. I think he's going to sell it on eBay, but regardless, <laughs> I've done my due diligence to try to help the world is all that matters. If you sign it, I'll sell it on eBay. Uh, of course, <laughs> I'm sure. He's, he's getting ready to like, I, I'm pretty sure that one of these days if I leave a pair of shoes lying around, he's going to sell those because you know the the foot people <laughs> you'll be bacon okay i'll come in walking in with gucci on and i'll be like what happened deli all right so we've got an angry feminist alert y'all ready god number five let's do it to all women to stop apologizing for existing i don't know how many times i used to walk into a room with my shoulders hunched over face plastered with a smile dripping sweetness hoping that no one would call me a bitch simply for taking up space in their vicinity if i sound angry today it's because i am because i just heard a story where a woman wasn't allowed into an establishment because she was considered too type a by the powers that be and while i don't know anything about this place or this woman that description alone is infuriating because if you read between the lines saying that a woman is too type a is basically a euphemism for saying that you think she's a bitch for having a mouth and not being afraid to use it when you disrespect her and it's so funny that straight men don't get denied entry Okay, pause it for, for a second. Uh, I mean, do, do you just imagine going on a date with her <laughs> and you walk in and she's got that energy? I'm telling you, all of these feminists, there's like a misery that seeps out. She's, does she seem happy to you? Does she seem pleasant? Is that an energy you'd want to come home to go out for a long day of work? You come home and you're met with that at the door. I mean, it's just like, I couldn't date that even if it came with a mute button. I couldn't. It would not be worth it. Cute girl. I get it. Even if I had a mute, I couldn't do it because it would just be mute constant. It was just mute. And then you know what? If I even if I muted her, it would be too much of this going on all the time. And the, I mean, it's just, you know, you know, when guys say that to women, it drives them nuts. You know it. They go, shh. That would be me all the time. Every time I was faced with a really loud, obnoxious feminist, shh, try it. Try it. She's going to rip your head off if you try it, but you should. Try it. What? Did you just shush me? This is not, you know, 1900. This is not the patriarchy. <laughs> That's why it's always shocking when I do it because they don't know how to respond because I'm doing it as a female. Sometimes I'm around women like that and I'm just like, shh. <laughs> it's fantastic. 
fantastic. All right. So um, she doesn't know the story about the woman who was told she was too type A, apparently, and kept out of an establishment. So she says, I don't know anything about the story and I don't know anything about a, the woman. But let me just scream about it anyway, because I've got so much hostility buried inside me because I'm so unhappy as a feminist. But I need to pretend I'm really, really happy. I have all of this hostility. So let me just spew it out. Let me just spew it out at some story that I didn't even bother to investigate to see if it was true. That's what she just did. How sad. Let's keep playing, Deli. Let's go back. Because guess what? It's not a bad trait. It's only a bad trait when you attach it to a woman's personality because you think it makes her more difficult to control. And all of this stems from a time when women were literally property. But wake up and smell the freaking roses because women aren't property anymore. Women have jobs. Women own property. And women know that you can be kind without being obsequious. And that it's not a woman's job to make you feel comfortable in her presence. Because if you feel uncomfortable that a woman is standing in front of you without a saccharine smile on, then that says more about you than it does her. Ladies, free yourselves from having to make everything okay because everything is not okay and you don't have to make things okay for another person just because they're insecure about themselves so the next time someone calls you a bitch tell them to capitalize the b and better yet capitalize all five freaking letters okay (laughs) maybe they call you a b because you act like one honey did you think about that honestly like i love this like guys want to control you guys want to control you maybe they don't want to control you they just don't like your personality is that possible That they're not like, well, I want a really nice, pleasant woman so that I can control her. And it's more like, I want a really nice, pleasant woman because I want to be around someone who's nice and pleasant. And this woman is annoying as all hell. She's annoying. She is so annoying. So why can't we just say this woman is annoying? Why can't she sit back and acknowledge like, wow, maybe I'm just annoying a lot of men with my like, you know, oh, this and I was property and just be shh. Like I said, like you're annoying. You get this is what when guys say I don't want to nag, this is what they're talking about. This is a nag. This is a nag. Constant. Can you imagine her around the house? Oh, the toilet seat and this and that. And did you put the laundry? Oh my God, why do I have to always be the one cleaning the countertop? Can you not hear it like accelerating in your life? You sit down to one date with this girl and you're like, oh, I can see the next 10 years and I can see my gray hair that I'll have as a result of our behavior and I can see the rapid decline of everything in my life that feels peaceful. I'm going to take a good hard pass. Anyone else willing to venture whether she's single or taken? I'm going to go with single. I'm going to go with single. Ladies, if you're really annoying and in a guy's face all the time, maybe the problem is you. Stop being so annoying. I'm a woman and I can't even listen to you. I can't even listen to it. Shh. (laughs) You know I'm pissing them off left and right. Do I have women in the chat too that understand what I'm talking about? Because listen, women who aren't annoying like that can't stand women like that either. Like we just can't even be friends with you. It's just like go away. You know what I'm talking about, ladies. You know. All right. I'm going to get to these in a second. I see them piling up. I see y'all in there. Don't you worry. Don't you worry. Deli's piling them in. Don't get upset with Deli. Otherwise, he gets cranky. And a cranky Deli is not a good situation for any of us involved. No one. No one. All right. Let's do a misogyny. Oh, we've got a... This is... Let's do it. Number six. Is if I'm walking down the sidewalk and a man comes towards me, I'm not moving. When I was a sophomore in college and I was studying public health, in one of my classes we were talking about misogyny and my professor brought up that there are some statistics that prove that men do not get out of the way when walking head on with someone else um, on the sidewalk. And that women are far more likely to step out of the way to prevent a collision, whereas men just keep going straight through. 
Ever since that day, I've decided to just body men on the sidewalk. I am five foot 10. I usually average between 160 to 180 pounds, depending on, I don't know what I'm doing with my life at that point. I'm technically larger than the average man and I am not afraid to get a bruise. In the name of feminism, I'm going to walk into men on the sidewalk because oh. I'm so sick and tired of every little detail of the lives of women okay, let's having pause to it. be around. In the name of feminism, in the name of feminism, she's going to do a good deed and she's going to just slam into men on the sidewalk. Oh, great, honey. Like you have accomplished what exactly? How lame. I mean, I just can't even. First of all, don't you love that in college she took a public health class and they talked about misogyny? What is that? What, what are you doing in public health talking about misogyny? I'm telling you, college is such a scam. I say that as somebody who went to college many years ago, went to grad school for one year, was a profound waste of time. What an enormous money sinking scam. I can't. These kids go there. They get totally indoctrinated. They come out less able to do critically critical thinking on their own. They come out completely you know, woke and sounding like morons three quarters of the time. They can't problem solve their way out of a paper bag. And you've spent how much a year? What a joke. What a joke. Perfect example, this woman in question. So she studied misogyny. You learned nothing, honey. So here's the thing. When I'm walking down the street, first of all, I have never noticed this. Do you know why I've never noticed this? Because I don't care. Because I'm not constantly trying to prove a point with my life. Like, oh, I, oh, there's men walking at me and they're steadfast and they're not moving. Well, I'm standing firm. I'm... I'm not thinking like that because I'm not thinking of men as the enemy. I, I'm just like, oh, if somebody's walking past me and they don't move. I don't want to get bumped into, so I'm just going to move out of the way. And I'm not hurt about it. I'm not offended about it. I'm not anything about it. I just don't want my shoulders brushed with some rando, right? So I'm just like, okay, whatever. I don't even think for a second about, oh, well, this is, you know, the patriarchy and this is the power dynamic emerging. How does she know a guy's not just, you know, in his head thinking about, okay, I got this to do, I got that to do, and he's not, he's just walking. I understand, don't get me wrong. I get the gentleman vibe. I get that ideally, you know, you, you don't want guys plowing into women on the street. I get the whole open a door for, I get it all. I get it all and I appreciate all of it, but not everything in life is done with some negative motivation toward you. These women walk around now as these perpetual victims of everything. Like everything that happens to them, they have to be victimized about it. Oh, they pass a guy in the street and the guy is walking straight ahead and didn't move out of the way for them. And oh, that's a sign of the patriarchy. And can you imagine analyzing every aspect of your life at nauseum like this? What a miserable bunch of women. And now she's got to go and prove a point. So she's got to take her large frame, as she describes it. I don't know, she said 5'10", 160. That's a, that's a lot of weight. I weigh like 115. So she's coming at me. You know what, honey? We're both women. You're coming at me. I'm just going to move. I don't care. I don't need to be like, no. I'm an anti-feminist and she's a feminist. So this is our moment. And I need to like get myself ready like a like a bull in Spain going, and I need to just plow through. What kind of dumb, I mean, God, first world problems. Don't you have anything else to worry about other than this garbage? These women need like a hobby or I don't know, can you get you knit or something to just get some de-stressing? So you don't have this type of internal, talk about internalized misogyny. They've got some internalized anger going on here. God angry let's keep playing round men i am not going to cater to men anymore 
I'm not going to make space for them and reduce my own space. So yes, I do willingly walk into men on the sidewalk. You can either learn the easy way or the hard way. She's she's not going to reduce her own space. This is a whole other thing. Carve out your own space. I, I grew up in New York City. There's no space anywhere for anyone on the sidewalk or anywhere else. Okay, so you, you grew up and you just you walk like this, right? Because you don't want to bump into people and it's crowded all the time. I don't know what where she's walking, but it, I mean, unless guys are literally walking out of their way to plow into her, she's nuts. This woman is nuts. These people who teach these gender studies and public health classes in colleges, they're all nuts. God, don't send your kids to college on your dime to be taught by some crazy nut that's going to be like, if a guy is walking on a sidewalk, you plow into him to make your point about feminism. What a waste of money, man. Your kid came out dumb saying stuff like that. All right. This is, uh, we've got our friend Drew Afualo here. We, uh, we, we can't pull from her channel anymore because I think uh, somebody over there got upset and was copyright flagging us. <laughs> so we went to her TikTok. Yeah. <laughs> oh, honey, I found you. I found you. I found this bit of content that I enjoyed. First of all, before we begin on this one, remember what I said about the claw. You know it. Wait for it. Okay, let's go to seven. Oh, man. Oh, man. You really got me. <laughs> for those of you that are unaware, this is a comment that this... Wait, pause it for a second, Deli. Because what does that say, Deli? Can you read it exactly as it says? It's small. The caption? Yeah, what is this? Seven years and still no marriage. So. Okay, so she's in... I wanted to make sure I got the years right. She's in this relationship for seven years and not married. Someone brings it up to her. And of course, she's like triggered. And the, the hyena laughs coming. I, I don't know. This is the claw. It's like a whole bunch of stuff coming your way. Okay, let's play it. Short and single man left on my video where I was bragging about my boyfriend. First, I want to say this. This really shows your whole when it comes to how you see women and how you see marriage. And that splits into multiple different meanings. The first one being marriage does not automatically equate to a quality relationship. Just like having kids doesn't mean you should be a parent or that you're even going to like your kids. I mean, look at your mom. <laughs> Second, marriage is a patriarchal and societal construct. It's actually a consequence of colonization and religion. Marriage was used as an ownership tactic back in the day. It was a means to get a better life. It was a means to trade up. And it was a means to exchange women like cattle. Your great-great-great-great-grandma fucking hated your grandpa. I would bet your Jesus. life on that. <laughs> Every time I talk about my man, I get single bitch dude saying shit like this. Still no marriage. I don't want to be married right now. <laughs> Shocker, huh? <laughs> I've told my man I don't want to be married right now. And you know what he said? Cool. And what did your girlfriend say when she didn't want to marry you? Oh, you don't have one? Oh, she goes to another school? That's what I fucking thought, bitch. <laughs> this is not an insult to me, bitch. My man and I move at our own pace. You know why? Because I actually like him. In fact, I'm in love with him. Just like he's in love with me and this big fat ass bitch. <laughs> We're going to get married after we cross some things off a list. We're nearly there. But okay, just pause to rub it. salt in pause the wound it. of the okay. So hurt. Hurt. She's struggling, right? First of all, so let me say this. I know this will make some people irritated when I say it. If you've been with somebody for seven years, unless you're like 16, 
right? That's a different story. I know some people start dating very young, right? And they stay with that person. And it takes a while to get married because you're young. You're a baby. If you're an adult in your 20s and you're with somebody for seven years and there's not a marriage, an engagement, something's off in that situation, right? There just is. There's, you're not sure. Somebody's not sure. Somebody still has one foot out the door. Somebody doesn't feel ready. Somebody doesn't know 100%, like, is this the person that I want to be with? There's something about you that she doesn't like or something about her. that you, Something is off in that situation. Seven years is a very long time to be with somebody. Say you're 25 and now you're 32 and there's been no engagement. There's been no, something's going on. Okay. So, and you know it, if you've, you've been through it, you know, the difference between feeling really, you know, sure about somebody that can happen, you know, relatively quickly, a couple of years, whatnot. And then, you know, like seven years and you're like still not there because something's off, right? You know it. Let's be honest about that. So she spends a long time. She's offended by the question. And why is she offended? My guess is that something's off in her situation. And it's just, you know, there's a defensiveness to it. If not, I don't know why she's defensive. It's a perfectly legitimate question. If you've been with somebody for seven years, why didn't you get married? I would not take offense. So she's offended, defensive, something's off there. There's some reason that that happens in, in the human psyche, right? We know that. So she talks about how marriage is this patriarchal construct, right? And they can't get away from what was and what is, right? It's like everyone has to pay now for what was, you know, 100 plus years ago, or like as if that reality is happening today, and it's just not. This, oh, your great grandma hated your great, great like, how do you know, honey? How do you know? Just because there were paradigms that existed where there was not an equality of opportunity between men and women when it came to career, when it came to all of this stuff, doesn't mean that there weren't very happy couples. My grandparents were really happily married. Uh, I don't know about my great grandparents, to be honest with you, but that's kind of a very sinister, dark statement to make, right? And an assumption, which tells me that she she's coming from a sinister, dark place, which a lot of these feminists are, right? Everything that existed before, everything that was traditional was all oppressive, Rather than look and say there was some oppression that happened, and I'm sure there were some women that found themselves in circumstances where they would have made different decisions if they had an option, but I'm sure there's some women that were very happy, and it wasn't oppression, and it was a mutually agreed upon decision. They can't see that nuance because they're too mad. They're too angry about what you ask about their current predicament that they're unsatisfied with. That's what it's about. It's about their present. It's not about some woman in 1900 and what her reality was. It's about what that person talking right now is suffering due to an unhappiness with their reality today. Okay, that's what's going on there. What's interesting is that she talks about this. Oh, it was evil. It was a sign of ownership. Marriage was a tool of the patriarchy. And then she says that they're going to get married, right? So why are you, if you believe all those things about marriage, why are you going down that path then? Why are you enabling this tool of the patriarchy? Why are you enabling this evil, you know, ownership construct? Because you know it's not true. You know that that's the past and this is the present and that's not the place that the country is in today. And that's not what most relationships look like, right? You know that. Or you wouldn't want to do it yourself. You also know that there's enormous benefits that come to marriage. There's stability that happens for you and the person that you're with. There's stability that happens for a family and for children, if you intend to bring children into this world. That there's stability that happens in a community and in a country when people are married. That there's financial stability that's brought in, oftentimes for women, right? You see all of these single mothers out there that are hurting, 
they're hurting because it's not easy. It's very, very challenging to do that. So you're, you're aware of the emotional and the financial benefits of marriage. And you're also aware that it's not an oppressive construct, but you've twisted that because you need a feminist talking point. So you make no sense. Because if it was really oppressive, why are you doing it? Honey, you don't even make sense anymore. The claw has gotten to your mind. Let's keep going. <laughs> the fuggo who wrote this on my video. My man is the same man who bought me a year's worth of nail appointment, six months worth of eyelash fill. He got me this ring and this necklace. And also this necklace. Well, you know what's one of the best things he's ever done for me? He literally encouraged me to join TikTok. He is the actual reason why I have all of this. And so why I you think so. Hate. You, people, people don't need to do that who don't feel some type of insecurity. Something's going on there. Like, oh, my, I'm not like, oh, my, my, do you ever heard me come on here? My husband bought me this. And he bought me this. And he bought me this. Oh, oh and he, he bought this. And he what because you know what? She's trying to say he did all this because she knows they're not married, right? And there's an insecurity about what's going on. I don't know her situation. I wish her the best. I hope she's in the happiest relationship of her life because I only wish well on people. But it just sounds like a very defensive response, right? And that's great. Yeah, that's great if your man did all of that stuff for you. But the question was just, hey, you've been with somebody for seven years. Maybe somebody was interested. Do you ever think that maybe somebody out there was interested in your answer because they're in a relationship for a long time and they're trying to figure out if something's up? Instead of being so defensive and angry, maybe you could have just answered the question, honey. I'm telling you, the claw. Did I not warn about the claw? Every time you see the claw, trouble is a-brewing, as they say. All right, let's check in with the chat. Hey, Jed, have a good Easter here for starting Delhi Singing Fund. Caleb Faust gave five bucks. Uh-oh. Delhi, they want you to sing. I don't know. Delhi, uh... When you vet the right woman out, I'll oh, All right. Singing. Oh, look at the negotiation. <laughs> Delhi, you know what? You, you look like you're at some type of... Like, I feel like you're going to be a race car driver or something today. That's what I feel like is going on there. I'm not, it's, I'm not saying it in a bad way. I'm just saying you really get the whole attire going on, right? Yeah. Audience, doesn't Delhi have a certain look going on today? Omega Rosatsu, uh, she wouldn't be like this in Asia just saying. Scott Coleman gave 10 bucks. What I always noticed about my aunts and grandparents that marriages lasted was they never started nagging the husband when he walked in the door. They asked sweetly and hubby would do anything for them. Yeah, I mean, there is something like when you walk in the door, you don't want like, what I see more often than not now, houses I know where the husband works and the wife doesn't. Is that the second the guy walks in, oh, can you do this? Oh, because she's got like this whole list of stuff that she wasn't able to accomplish. Like, oh, she had to hang something high up or she had to nail, oh, you gotta do this. Oh, and the guy's just like, just needs like a second to just maybe have like, you know, something to drink, a little food to eat, <laughs> you know, get the energy back up. Yeah, the nagging is a problem. The Smoking Patriot, been following you since your days on the five. Keep up the good work. These nasty 304s going to hit the wall one day at supersonic speeds. Thank you. That was a long time ago, the five. Thank you for being here. Uh, Rat Generation X gave five bucks. She's a liar. She isn't walking in the hood into men. People always speaking from a place of comfort and not from reality. Yeah, it's like privileged, right? Oh, yeah, I'm 5'10 and 160. I'm going to plow into a whole bunch of men on the sidewalk. Where, honey? In Manhattan? In Midtown? Ooh. Daredevil, you're so scary. Connor Wilcox, five bucks. Why is everyone why is everyone cough here projecting so hard? People who obsess over making other relationships look bad honestly come off as bitter, broken people. I'm not sure he's talking about. Maybe he's talking about me. You talking about me, Connor? Listen, 
Uh, I don't know who that was directed at. So you're going to have to clarify for me. I'm not sure. But listen, you have to be able to call out relationships that when people when people lie about their own relationships and it's very clear, you've got to be willing to call that stuff out. Everyone's always afraid of judgment and the word, the J word, right? Oh, it's judgy. And sometimes it's just like, no, I'm just giving you my opinion about what's going on, right? That's what this show's about. I don't know what that may not have been directed at me, though. I'm not sure. Okay. TikTok generation. Oh, man. This is the last video, and then we've got two articles to do. The TikTok generation is completely insufferable. I want you to take a look at this video. This isn't about dating and relationships per se. This is about a generation in deep need of, I don't even know what, some sunshine, something. Take a look. This is on number eight. The egg was not on the salmon. So can I please get a new one? I don't want to eat this. Can you leave already? Why are you even here? You're joking, right? I can't make this up. Why is the egg not on the salmon? You guys can see clearly that I'm not making this up. Like, I can't make this up. Do you guys see this egg that's not on here? Be, be not sorry. If you're too busy to Okay, so I ordered a salmon benedict, which the egg clearly is supposed to be on. And then why is the sauce even on the side? Like it's supposed to be on top. Can I just speak to the manager? Like I'm so proud. I am the manager. I really don't know who hired you to be a manager, but I can clearly <laughs> see that you are not you know, the right person for this job. I'm gonna try to put this on. If it like opens, I'm literally gonna have to ask you to bring me another one. Oh my God. Okay, it's breaking. Can I get a new one? Sorry, yeah. Can I please get a new one with like a new plate? It's to be aesthetic for my story. Oh. Because I'm honestly not eating this until you bring me a new one. Sorry. I'm actually leaving. I'm so sorry. Like, I'll just leave. You can just serve this to the next person. Because I didn't eat it yet. But I really appreciate it. She's like dabbing her eyes. Like the tears are going to start. Coming. What is wrong with these people? Oh my God, TikTok generation is like such a spoiled brat generation. Talk about first world problems. Your meal comes and the egg is on the side. You can't just pick it up, add it, just scoop it up, do whatever you got to do. You can't drizzle that sauce on top. I mean, talk about a spoiled brat and the whole thing is on camera. So she's obviously looking for a moment. She says that she wanted the egg on top of the salmon because she wanted to put it in her story and it's not going to be aesthetically pleasing looking like that. Can you imagine? I mean, dealing with people like this. I mean, is this what it's like out there to be alive and be 20, early 20s? Is this what you're dealing with people? Sane people out there who don't behave this way. Is this the prevalent like state of mind of being of, of these people? Deli, do you know people like this? Nope. Well, Delhi exists around a lot of older people, I will say that. But this, there, I don't know what is going on. I mean, this whole young generation is so twisted and it's, they're so fragile. They're so easily unnerved by everything. I mean, can you, if I even go back to when I was like early 20s, that is not even something. Somebody dropped the food down. It was like your French fries. Everything was all on top of each other. You know what you did? You just like went like this. You moved it and you just like sat and ate at the diner, whatever. What a bunch of spoiled brats. We're really in a society where these young people are getting so spoiled. Don't be like this. Don't behave this way. It's a horrible reflection on your parents too. Like our parents are probably watching that. Like, where did I go wrong? 
And like, if you're crying, you notice at the end, she get a little tissue in here. Oh, honey, did you get your feelings hurt because the egg wasn't on top of the salmon? Oh, I mean, can you imagine if she actually has to face a real problem in life? What is that girl going to do? I mean, I can't even imagine. And you know what's worse about this? What's worse about this is that men behave like this too now. I see videos of men where they're so fragile because they go into school and there's all of these safe spaces and there's all of this coddling and, you know, oh my God, I was bullied. Somebody, you know, it's not, when you think of bullying, you know, it's not like somebody went to school and got beat up. You know, that's terrible. It should never happen. There should not be any violence at school, none of that. But now it's the point where a kid goes to school and somebody calls, oh, you're a jerk. And it's like a meeting has to happen. You got to get called down. The parents have to come down. I mean, for calling somebody a jerk, you know what that's called? It's called building resilience. A lot of people in life are going to call you a jerk. Learn to just have a backbone and be like, whatever. You know, I just don't know. Everyone's being made like little marshmallows. And then you know what happens? They grow up. And these are the people that grow up get out into the real world and there's a pandemic and they're like three masks deep to go to the grocery store. They're afraid of their own shadow and they're fundamentally useless, if not dangerous when real tragedy strikes horrible. God, imagine dating a woman like that. You take her out to eat and she's like, I can't eat this. The salmon's, you know, the egg's not right on the salmon and they didn't drizzle the sauce for me. You know what you do? You take some money, <laughs> you take some money, you put it on the table. You say, honey, I'm going to go. <laughs> That's it. You just put it down on the table because you got to be a gentleman. You put your whatever, man, you put it on. You say, honey, I, I got to leave because you know what? I didn't sign up for a psych ward today. I signed up to be at a restaurant with a normal person. What's the matter with you? Bye. You go outside into your car. You take yours to go. You drizzle your own sauce on there like a normal person. Can you imagine? I like All my right. eggs on the side. I don't even understand what she was eating. I'm not cool <laughs> enough to understand whatever was going on there. I, I, I don't. Complicated food is like doesn't interest me. I remember going out to a, a place in the city. I had a friend a long time ago, maybe like 10 years ago, and she was very into like exquisite things and like the food she wanted it to come out looking pretty. And at the time, I used to eat out a lot. I don't do that anymore because, you know poison, all that crap. They put seed oils, all that. But anyway, I wasn't into health back then in the same way at all. And I remember going to the restaurant. It was called La Bernadette, not to disparage, but it was called, it was a place very ritzy, very pricey. It's beautiful. You go in, it's beautiful. But I remember the food would come out. It was like these little, it looked like bird food, like on the plates beautifully. And I was like, where's the food? What am I going to eat? And she was just eat, was satisfied. And I'll never forget, I left there and I went down the street to a pizza place. I got big old pizza, big old dish of pasta. I was eating, woo. I was like, I had, an, I mean, it was like I had been starved. So these like fancy, like, oh, look, the food looks beautiful. I'm just like, I just need it to taste good. You know, are you with me? Okay. Last two topics of the day. All right, Matrix, y'all ready for some of this stuff? Got some crazy going on. So uh, did y'all have a happy Easter? Did you celebrate Easter? Okay. So I hope you didn't eat any peeps. If you did, don't worry. I'm here to prevent you from eating any in the future. Daily Mail. Easter candy warning. As report says, marshmallow peeps contain chemical linked to cancer. More than a billion of them will be eaten this year. This is prior. This was on April 7th. This was released. What is in the food? I talk to you all the time about stop buying stuff off the shelves. If you buy stuff off the shelves, it's in a box. Turn it over. If you can't read the ingredients, put it back. Don't eat it. 
Red dye number three is the problem here. So if you eat food with red dye number three in it, turn over your packages. If you see food coloring, throw it out. Get rid of it. It's garbage. Since the early 1980s, studies have shown the additive can cause cancer in lab animals in very high doses and has been linked to behavioral issues in children. Now, they say very high doses. So people say, people like my dad sitting at home right now, I know you, Tony, sit and say, well, that's very high doses. That's, you know, that would be like eating a ton of peeps. Yeah, that's true. Except the difference is that right now people eat a ton of processed food. So it's not just the peeps. Where else is the red dye number three? What else are they using around their house that's full of chemical toxins? What other pollutants are you exposed to now that you weren't exposed to in, say, 1950 when you used to, you know, buy certain products and they weren't completely polluted with chemicals? People's bodies are on overload now. So when they get a little bit of red dye number three coming through their peeps, you know what happens? Their cup is full and toxins start brewing and you know what? They get diagnosed with disease or chronic illness. So that's why we're talking about this stuff. Parents should know that the purple and pink colored peeps they may be putting in their kids' Easter baskets are made with an ingredient that is a known carcinogen. Red dye number three, also known as erythrocene, is an artificial compound used for food coloring, okay? Look in your food and look to see where it is. In 1990, the FDA banned red dye number three from use in cosmetics due to a link to thyroid tumors in lab rats, though the dye still remains in nearly 3,000 foods in the U.S. Oh, so you couldn't use it in a cosmetic product because it would be problematic if it was absorbed through the skin, but you can still eat it, swallow it, and have it go through your entire digestive tract? Oh, that makes a lot of sense, FDA. The FDA is completely useless, if not dangerous. Actually, it is dangerous. Quote, end quote from me. There may also be a link between red dye number three and hyperactivity and other behavioral problems in kids. That's interesting given how many kids we know now are diagnosed with ADD and all sorts of hyperactivity issues. Could it be that some of that is related to the poison food that exists on the shelves that isn't being screened by their parents? Yes, the answer is yes. Two studies found red dye number three in more than one in 10 candies in the U.S. and more than 80% of children under two had consumed it in the past two weeks. This is not to tell you what to eat. This is not to tell you what to give to your kids. This is to arm you with, mis uh, with information and to battle misinformation. Got it? Okay. Second topic here of the day. So we're ta I talk about poisoned food all the time. It's, it's horrible. And by the way, let me just say this. This is something I've not yet fully shared, but I was not always into health. I spent years of my life, years eating horrible stuff, candy, processed food. It wasn't until I was in my, truly my mid to, to late 20s that I really started looking at this stuff. And even when I started, I wasn't where I am now. This took a really long time. I spent years eating garbage food. Uh, yes, I exercised. I didn't do any detox. I took birth control pills for seven years to regulate a menstrual cycle, was not even taking them for sex because I listened to traditional medicine doctors. I took, you know, um, acid reflux medication. I took stuff that was wound up being really hazardous to my health. I was developing these chronic odd symptoms and these weird things that were going on. When I got Lyme disease, I got hit like this. I got pounded, which I should not have because I was in a body that was toxic. So this is coming from a place where I'm like, if you're doing stuff wrong, don't think I'm sitting here preaching like I, oh, I'm all knowing. And I came to this place and I learned about this stuff the hard way. I want you to have an easier path. And if you are somebody who struggles with stuff, I want you to have your eyes open. Because when I started making changes, I was, I, it was like wild what happened to my body. Acid reflux being the first one. I mean, that is just wild that, that doctors will tell you that food 
isn't related to these conditions. I mean, these doctors just, by the way, most doctors, so you know, traditional medicine doctors that go through medical school take no courses. I mean, I think it's like one half of one course or something. It's minuscule on nutrition. They don't know anything about food. They also don't do any research into the root cause of disease, the why, the why it's happening. What they know how to do is they know how to diagnose, which means stick you in a machine, that the medical industry makes a fortune out of it, which oftentimes causes a lot of other problems, you know, due to radiation exposure and whatnot. And they know how to give you drugs. They're extensions of big pharma. That's all they know how to do, which is why when you walk in and you get a diagnosis or an autoimmune diagnosis and they're like, well... I'm not really sure because they don't do any research into into why you feel the way you feel. The why of you way why you feel the way you feel is this stuff. Chemical exposure is crap food. I'm telling you, once you open your eyes, you can't go back. I'm going to give you as much information as I can and I'm going to partner with as many places as I can to give you healthier options. I promise you. That's my passion in life. Um this is another thing that you have to be aware of. PFAS. Y'all you have heard of Forever Chemicals? It's very serious stuff. The reason that they're called forever chemicals is because they're toxins that your body holds onto. So it's not like an exposure that you, you know, you could be passing a whole bunch of fragrance or something, have a reaction, your body gets removed from that and it, you can cough it out, your lungs are, you know, all that stuff. You'll get it out of your system. Forever chemicals are designed to sit in products and to last. What happens when you breathe them in? They sit in the product you and they last and they cause lasting issues. They're called PFAS. Look it up. They're often used in uh, water resistant or waterproof products. You have a raincoat, you have any rain boots, hiking boots. Um, do you know where they've been showing up by and large in many studies? Yoga pants, sports bras, workout clothes, any of that stuff that says um, it's made to be sweat resistant. Those are your forever chemicals. Major companies, Lululemon, Athleta, were targeted and, and shown to high levels of these. Women wear those pants with no underpants sometimes. So you're exposing these areas. Just take a listen. Bear with me. There could be more than just fashion risks involved when buying a pair of leggings or a raincoat. Just how much risk is still not clear, but toxic chemicals have been found in hundreds of consumer products and clothing bought off racks nationwide. These are the PFAS. They were invented in the 1940s to prevent stains and sticking. They're used in, listen up carefully, nonstick cookware. You have nonstick cookware, get rid of it. Get rid of it. I'm not even promoting an ad for them right now. We're not even partnered, but my, my friends over at 360 Cookware, go get a stainless steel pan. Get rid of the nonstick. Water repellent clothing is a huge culprit. Firefighting foam. It's also in a lot of insulation and homes and things like that, but some of that can't be avoided. Um, drinking water has been contaminated with them in the past. There are some regulations around that in drinking water now. We'll get to tap water one day. I'm going to get you all off tap water too. It's the last thing I do. Uh, even if it means, you know, some small filtration, you got to get off the tap water. Well, I'll tell you why in another show. Uh, drinking water was widely considered the greatest source of exposure and harm, but the chemicals also pollute soil, fish, livestock, food products. Researchers say they're present in the blood of nearly all of us at some level. Again, the goal is not that you're going to remove, we live in the modern world and we are bombarded with toxins. My goal is not that you're going to remove this stuff from your system completely. I want to get your toxic burden down so that your body has an ability to detox this stuff and that you don't develop some sort of horrible condition, cancer, autoimmune, whatever it may be, because you're on overload. That's the goal here. Not to eliminate, to minimize. Because we have to be realistic, right? We want to live in the modern world. There's just things that we want to take part in. Okay. There are class action lawsuits emerging now with respect to these chemicals. This is not fringe stuff that I'm talking about. 
Um, I don't know if you know the company thinks guys won't know it. Women may know it. Uh, it makes a reusable underwear that some women, when they get their menstrual cycle, it's like a, it avoids you having to use the tampons and all of that stuff. They've agreed to pay up to $5 million to settle a suit. Another lawsuit against REI targeting a raincoat line is proceeding in court right now because it's loaded up with these chemicals that you touch that are on your body. Kids wear them. Deeply problematic. A report from the National Academics of Sciences, Engineering, and Medicine linked this exposure to cancer, thyroid dysfunction, small changes in birth weight, and high cholesterol. The, the chief culprit that happens here, by the way, with these chemicals and other toxins is that you have they're endocrine disruptors, which means that your hormones all of a sudden wind up in complete crazy uh, imbalance. And then what happens to women? Oh, here's a birth control pill. That'll regulate that, which, by the way, it doesn't because the synthetics never – it's almost impossible for them to find a natural balance. And you have a whole bunch of side effects that come along with that. Guys developing low testosterone. I am now at a point where I'm pulling air fresheners out of walls because they're completely toxic and I just – I can't bear that people are absorbing this stuff unnecessarily. One last thing before we finish. This is important. Rain jackets, hiking pants, shirts and yoga pants, sports bras – Brands like Lulu Athlem, Lululemon, Athleta. There's a whole bunch of brands actually you can look up. Here's what you want to look up when you look up this stuff. PFAS. Another thing that it was found in high levels of, <laughs> lucky me because I wore them for years, children's uniforms. Kids go to Catholic school. Airline attendants, are you listening? People work for airlines, your uniforms, careful. All of that stuff is loaded up oftentimes with flame retardants. Be careful. Um, you got to wash your stuff before you wear it. You got to be really, there's, there's things you can do. Furniture sometimes will have fabric treatments of flame retardants and all of that. Now, why, why this can get scary. I don't want you to get scared. I want you to get empowered. What I'm here to tell you is that for everything that is created by the matrix, that's full and loaded up with chemicals to make you sick so that hmm, you wind up being a chronically sick person who's dependent on medication and testing that fuels the finances of the system. Oh, look how that all worked out. There are companies that now exist that don't use any of this stuff. When I wanted a couch, I went and I bought a couch that wasn't treated with flame retardants. When I wanted, there are mattresses that you can buy that are non-toxic. There are options that you can embrace and you can do one product at a time that don't have this stuff in it. Again, you are not going to avoid it all and your goal should not be to avoid it all because you'll lose your mind. You want to minimize the toxic load on your body, especially if you're suffering with something, with something that feels chronic. Um, and even if you're not, frankly, get ahead of it. So I know I spent some time on that. I know it's a little bit of a deviation. It's just very important to me as somebody who is very sensitive to stuff like this now. In fact, um, I had a mold exposure. That's been challenging for me. There's a guy in my building because I'm so sensitive to this stuff. There's a guy in my building. He's very nice, but he loves plug-in fragrance. And he puts them all over his apartment and it leaks out into the hallway and it comes into my apartment. I've been getting ocular migraines for two weeks just from that because my body is able to recognize that's a toxin and it doesn't want it. So it's trying to push it out. Get your body to a point where you don't tolerate this stuff. And then you'll know that you're in a place where it's like, well, my body can now sense that this is this is bad. Make better choices. All of this stuff that's waterproof, by the way, my kid has a raincoat. I have stuff that you can get stuff that doesn't have PFAS in it, that doesn't have forever chemicals. It's, it's a little harder to find, right? You have to do a little search, but ultimately you buy one product and you keep it, right? You have your one raincoat and that's it. You know, you have one pair of rain boots and that's it. So you do it once and it really does help to minimize your risk. So why do I say this to you guys? I love you to pieces. I want you to be healthy. I don't want you to be sick and I don't want you to be, to be dependent on a system that wants you sick and has zero interest in your health. And by the way, zero knowledge of how to get you better. 
um, traditional medicine is completely broken and corrupt. So that's my opinion, just mine. If you're a doctor listening, I apologize, but there are plenty of doctors out, out there, by the way, who are alternative that do care about the root cause and do know how to get to it. So this is not a dig at all doctors, but it's a dig at pharma funded doctors who have no interest and no curiosity even about why you're sick. All right, Nick Brown gave 10 bucks. This division is rooted in Marxist ideology. Feminists have been brainwashed to view men as some homogeneous comic book supervillain who spend their entire day thinking about how to screw women over. That's true. Feminists in large part view men as the bad guy, right? The real bad guy is like, you know, Bill Gates, but they don't see that. They see it as like, interestingly enough, the guy who is like the alpha guy who wants to protect them and who wants, you know, wants them to be feminine. And that's somehow the bad guy. Yeah. Not the guy that's talking about experimental injections. Not him, right? Mm-hmm. Sam Saylor gave five bucks. The only way to restore balance in the West at this point is a collapse. Maybe we need what's coming. Yeah. You know, final thought today before we close is people talk about national divorce in this country and people talk about, oh, by the way, a bit of news. I'm sure you saw that Joe Biden is running for reelection according to, I don't know, if you could piece together the three sentences he said that made no sense, um, you would deduce that. I was able to just find a word here and there. I'm pretty sure that's what he said. And I said to um, people were like, he'll never win. He'll never win. I said, you know what? He very well may win. He very, and I said he was going to win last time. I had a bet in my house and everyone was like, no way, no way. I said, he's going to win. I'll tell you why. Corruption, one, you know, they play dirty. Secondly, um, young, unmarried, female voters who we talk about all the time, these same women that we're talking about, everyone, by the way, um, we talk about every day, we talk about, I don't need a man, this, well, they say they don't need a man, and then you know what happens because they don't have that provide and protect male in their house. They want daddy government to step in and provide and protect. So you know how they vote? They vote based on emotion. They vote based on, oh, the government needs to come in and do that job that a man would do. I don't need a man. Feminism told me I don't need a man, but the government will do it. They vote for big government. And they also vote for these utopian platitudes that sound like, oh, you know, Biden's going to send you a little leprechaun holding a pot of gold and a big rainbow at the end of it. And they're like, yeah, at least Trump won't be saying mean stuff on Twitter. It's that kind of emotional voter. They exist. They're growing. They're powerful. Um, All of media markets toward them, needs them to get out and vote. I would not surprise me if Joe Biden won re-election. As incoherent as he is, hold that note, hold on to it, and we'll see what happens. I'm gonna, I will do a little bit of politics here and there as the election season unfolds, but that would not surprise me one bit. So are we in collapse? Heck yeah, we're in collapse. Yes, and I understand why a lot of people leave this country and go to places like Dubai, frankly, because each and every state, it's creeping up on everybody. I don't even know, like, I can't even find a state red enough for my liking at this point, right? I'm like, where is that? Do, do I really need, like, maybe it's Wyoming? I don't know. I'll let you know. Anyway, thank you for being with me today. I will see you back here with a special guest on Wednesday. I'm not going to announce just yet, but you're going to want to be here. Stay tuned to my YouTube channel. Hit the subscribe button. Hit that like button. Get on over there so that you know who's coming. You're not going to want to miss them. Trust me. Bye.